I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today with us we have Cass Thomas. Now this is part two. In the first part, we discussed understanding communication from first understanding yourself, communicating with yourself, and understanding that all communication first begins with that uniqueness of yourself. So do go listen to that so that it puts all that we're discussing today in context. Today onwards, in this particular podcast, we're going to be discussing the last aspect, which is understanding how do we connect with the world around us and how do we communicate with the world around us. So enjoy. So this is all work that we do on ourselves, right? Understanding ourselves, understanding our barriers, understanding them, bringing them down. Now, how do we translate that into the external world? Now, how do we understand other people? How do we understand different aspects of life? Absolutely. And well, the third phase, um, which is step five and six, is reconnecting. Reconnecting not only to you, but reconnecting with others, you know, and from a different position, from a different space. So reconnecting with people once you've connected with yourself, because if you can imagine, you know, a tree, you know, the tree has a trunk, it has roots, and it has branches. And it has, you know, leaves or flowers off on those branches, you know. So if you are connecting with one of those leaves or flowers off on those branches without first connecting with the trunk and the roots, right, you can fall. You know, you can crash. You can, you know, break some parts of you. So that connecting with you from those roots of who you are, from that rhythm, that vibration, from the trunk, then the branches can go out and reconnect with so many others and so many other things. And, and uh, just nature is so uh, amazing that way. And I know you're looking at the, <laughs> at the water from where you are. So knowing that, that flow. And so reconnecting with people once you've reconnected with yourself and being willing to really engage with them in a very different way. Sometimes people, the way people talk, step five is engage, you know, when you're reconnecting. The way people speak to us may seem aggressive, may seem judgmental. The majority of people are so busy judging themselves, they really don't have time to judge you. <laughs> so true. They really don't have time to judge you. And so the way they're saying something or communicating something is their unique way of communicating up until now. So if we're not seeing or hearing someone just from one angle, but willing actually to see and hear them from many different angles, what is it that's going on in their life today? you know, that may have them responding or communicating with you in a way that doesn't seem so kind. So being willing to see, you know, that maybe they have never been, you know, spoken to in a nice way. Maybe they've never been asked something. Maybe they've never been engaged with by the way you are. So if you're those first four steps, you know, connecting with you, knowing your magic, show me the magic. Step two, talking with your body, really getting in touch with your intuition. Step three, lowering your barriers. Step four, going beyond the veil. When you begin reconnecting with people and engaging with people from that perspective, the way you are communicating with them is quite different than anyone else. 
And so you're looking at them with that curiosity that you have, and it's already such a different approach. So watching and seeing how it shows up for people when you're being that way and how they respond to you will continually delight and invite you to engage with them in different ways. You know, when you're willing to go beyond the veil, not only do you see yourself in a different way, but you see others in a different way as well. So it seems like that's all about you, those first steps, but it's actually an invitation for you to see and receive others in a different way so that when you begin reconnecting with them, you're actually invite for a completely different reality. So that step six is about expanding your zone And so that you just don't have to talk to someone about one thing, like communication. You can talk about dogs and animals and and the sea and something else, right? But expanding your zone, because sometimes we think, oh my gosh, I've never studied this. I don't know about this. I don't know what to say. This is a topic I've never addressed before. And if you expand your zone and go beyond what you've learned cognitively, you actually start connecting with things that have shown up in your world that maybe you haven't even, you know, acknowledged or you haven't looked at from a different perspective. Expanding your zone is about not only mental, but also, you know, your intuition and your history, but it's also physical, you know, because sometimes people, when we're engaging with people, famous people, or rude people, or, you know, a huge public that maybe we're not comfortable with, sometimes it collapses us. Sometimes we feel really uh, so nervous about it. And that is influencing the way we communicate. So expanding your zone physically allows you to not collapse And expanding your zone um, mentally and your knowing, as we say, your beyond your cognitive knowing, accessing your awareness, allows things to show up in a conversation that you might even approach that conversation by saying, you know, I'm not sure why this is coming up for me. Maybe it has nothing to do with you. But do you know anything about, and the moment you say something, watch what the other person comes up with. They might say, oh my goodness, I can't believe you said that because I was thinking about that today, right? And that goes in one direction. Or they might say, no, that doesn't ring any bells for me. I mean, what I usually think about is, and they'll come up with something that maybe you didn't mention, but that you're aware of too. So it's, you know, communication is a continuous journey. and it is involved in everything in our lives, you know? So when you are really interested in reconnecting with people and engaging with them in a different way, you will engage with all the elements, whether it be the weather, the earth, the fire, the heat, the wind, you know? It may be your invisible friends, you know, you're a lot of people have guardian angels, or they might be some of the ancestors in your life, you know, or it might be something that you have read. It's there's no, it doesn't have to be spiritual. It doesn't have to be religious. It doesn't have to be anti-religion or it, whatever, whatever works for you. It's just has to be whole 
and holistic, I would say, is what we are and who we are, you know? And so the seventh step is really all by itself in um, establishing true connection. And it's about connecting with the earth, you know? Allergies (laughs) come up when we're resisting the earth, when we're trying to control it. And, you know, what we have been reacting to at this time may be an intuition about climate change, you know? And so connecting with the earth makes us feel at home here. And we have been born on this planet. I don't know, you're not on Mars or Jupiter, are you? No, 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 no. Came back last week. Okay, good. Okay, good. Me too. And so we're home here on planet earth. And so is everyone else that's in a body on this planet. And when you recognize that this is your home, you never feel out of place anywhere you go. And you recognize that your family or your home partners are anyone and everyone that's on this planet, you know? And so when you recognize that you're home here, not only do you not feel out of place with anyone, but anywhere you go, right? If you're willing to ask that, wow, show me the magic here. What is connected with me here? And like I said, when I traveled to India for the first time, (laughs) yeah, I felt very much at home. And uh, this dear friend of mine now, was several, about seven years ago, seven's an awesome number, came, he found me online a couple of years before. And he came up to me in, when, I was, when I had arrived in India. And from behind me, he says, hello, Cass, I'm Ratandeep. Welcome home. Please come and have a seat at the table with your family. How lovely. How lovely. I'm so glad I didn't have on mascara. I just spent the whole time in tears. But I feel that way, you know, I do feel that. I mean, this was a particular dear friend, but I feel that way in different places that I go because every place, I mean, on this planet is home because we live here. So when you are really connected with yourself, disconnected from who you are not, the walls, the barriers, the masks, the veils, you're able to reconnect in a very different way and establish true connection when you're feeling at home. It's so simple, darling. It's so simple and it's easy, but it's not stupid, just like us. (laughs) And it's very deep and profound, like the roots on the trees. Yeah. And you know, while you were talking about this, Cass, I was thinking about how there are so many people who just struggle with the world around them. Right? They're constantly in that state of struggle, 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 fight, 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 instead of that state of acceptance like you were talking about. And, and, and I loved your analogy about allergies, right? Like allergies is nothing but you fighting that. Absolutely. Habits are things that people can do every day to combat this. Absolutely. Ask, you know, that wake up in the morning and connect with, you know, these seven steps, it doesn't have to be in that order, whatever works for you, right? So waking up in the morning, you know, and saying hello to the planet, to the earth, you know, every, hopefully you have a window somewhere. It's lovely to have a window in your bedroom, but even if you don't, you know, you, you are still, your house is probably on the planet, right? And just see if you can 
perceive the sun, even if it's raining. You know, this is all just a an invitation for you to wake up, not just in your mind. Because if you look at the mind and the brain, right, it's like 10% if we're like Einstein or something, 10% of our brain capacity is the mind. Look how little of a space that takes up in your whole body. So if you're actually willing perhaps to connect with your heart in the morning, you know, or your solar plexus, if you know about chakras or, you know, or your feet, you know, allow your feet to connect with the earth. The way you walk, the way you talk, the way you smile inside, that is going to give you a communication with yourself and all the way through to the planet and the sun and the moon and the stars up in the sky. And so when you see people, you'll be shining. Your Let your inner light shine out. And when you do that, you actually illuminate the inner light in other people and that starts to shine out in them as well. Wow. Just the simple practice of creating that connect, you know, like you said, just like, what are your feet feeling? And your feet are on something. That's what gravity does to you. So what are they feeling? How are they connecting? Just being aware of that is communication with the world around you and being connected with the world around you. Absolutely. And recognizing that you are allows you to know that when you get overwhelmed with thoughts or worrying about something, you know, in your mind, that it may not be yours. So truth, who does this belong to? Right? And when you say truth, right, nothing that is a lie can actually stay with you. Truth, who does this belong to? Truth, is this mine? Right? And if your breathing changes or you have, feel a little relaxation in the millisecond after asking that, you know that it wasn't yours. It's your intuition. It's your awareness, right? And you don't have to change it. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to do anything. Just be aware of it, right? And then when you're really beginning your day and walking through it and something shows up, you sometimes have to go through a lot. But if you're wanting something, be clear about what you'd like to have in your life, what you'd like to have in your communication. What is it that you would like to do, be, have, create, generate with yourself and with other people? And when you're clear about that, you're willing to do whatever it takes to allow that to show up. Lovely. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. When was the first time you discovered this art of writing down your intentions? You know, like you just said right now, be clear on what it is that you want. When, when, when did you do this for the first time in your life? Yeah, well, I'm not sure I always write them down. But what I'm really clear about is um, the atmosphere, right, is the way we say it. You know, the energy I'd like to have in my life. And, you know, my first time acknowledging that, I have to say, when I was a, a child, <laughs> when I was about eight years old, you know, I was in my elementary school in Boston, Massachusetts, and I had this teacher who would write on the board every day in French, good morning, today is Monday, good morning, today is Tuesday, good morning, today is Wednesday, you know, bonjour, aujourd'hui est lundi, right? 
So it started then for me after, imagine from September to June, every day getting that. I remember saying to myself, you know what? One day I would like to live in Paris. I'm going to live in Paris and I'm going to speak French. I didn't remember saying that to myself at eight years old, right? But when I was going to go into university, somehow I knew I didn't want to stay in Boston, which is a bit strange for people because it's one of the cities in the world with the most universities, you know, plus I was getting a scholarship to go to the university there. And I knew that what I wanted in my life I wasn't clear that it was to move to Paris, right? So you're saying like having, you know, writing it down. What I was clear about was the energy of it. And I knew that the energy of it was not, the atmosphere of it was a bit bigger than Boston, which has less than a million people in it. And so I went to university in New York. You know, of course, my headmaster at my high school was like, what are you crazy? Ah? My parents were like, what are you crazy? Ah? I went to uh, New York and I discovered there that they had a program where you could go in your third year of university for a year in Paris. Of course, my dad was like, don't study French as your major. You'll never get a job. Why are you studying French instead of Spanish? It's the second language it's going to be in this country. And I was like, you know what, dad, if it's going to be the second language and everyone's learning it, I'll do it. I want to do this. So I went to France for a year and it was amazing. I went to live in Paris for a year and traveled to Rome with my mom when she came to visit and all over Europe. And I'm now living in Rome for over 25 years. And so I did go back to New York. I did complete university. I did marry someone else for 10 years. I did, you know, all of that. But when, you know, you asked me, when did it come up for me? It keeps showing up for you in different moments. So after recognizing that what I, what the energy, the atmosphere that I wanted in life wasn't going to work with that marriage, wasn't going to work with that career. It was hospitality, even though it was great. I didn't do, I studied journalism. Journalism, mm, it wasn't going to give me the atmosphere I was looking for. I went into hospitality, loved it. 10 years, won awards for the, you know, concierge of the year, all that. And then when it changed I wasn't clear on what it was. Everyone was like, are you kidding? You've got a great career. Keep going. But I knew that there was something else that I desired. So my suggestion to people is, please connect with you so that you can follow your intuition and make the choices in your life that open up more possibilities that not only will contribute to you, but will contribute to the world. You know, I've been living here. I got introduced to a lovely family, lovely living. And I remember I wanted even more, more. So I was like, okay, what's happening? What is it that I can, what else is possible? I was asking myself something like that. And uh, Deepak Chopra, who lives in the state, United States, but whom I had studied all of his books, came to Rome a week after I asked myself that question and I brought him my old dusty books and he signed them for me. He was like, this is old. <laughs> and a girl and a girlfriend of mine came who had introduced me to my current husband years before. And she introduced me to access consciousness, which expanded even more my world. And I invited access to Europe and began expanding the languages 
of Access Consciousness and began writing books and began opening up, you know, my programs, you know, communication training, seven steps and uh, project development, dancing with riches. And it's not over yet. It keeps evolving. So knowing what, having clarity about what you would like to communicate with people and what you would like to receive out of this lifetime may not be a specific, but it's okay if you have something specific in mind. Because if you write that down and you begin that journey, maybe there'll be so many different branches that show up, so many different side roads that show up, that you have to take those first steps before they are actually the bridge of possibilities lights up. Oh, and you won't even know when you're taking those steps. They they happen so subtly. Cass, I want to deep dive into one aspect that you said, which was that I felt that there was an energy shift. And like you said, that it is the energy that, that creates the intention first. Can you describe that energy shift? What are the tangible things that happen? Because I know exactly what you're talking about. I want the listeners to understand what yes. was that energy shift that you felt. So that if they're going through something similar right now, they know that's what it is and shouldn't be scared of it. Absolutely. And that's awesome. Thank you for asking that. And of course, I do want to hear about yours too. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I'll do a podcast and you'll come on and tell me about it. You know, when I, um, when I, was uh, working in the hospitality industry. I had like six months um, after ten, after eight years, six months that really changed uh, my life. The, the business closed and people were asking me to come and work at other hotels. And they were really amazing, you know, five, six star hotels in, in New York City. And they had known me for years, the uh, people. And I was about to do what I thought, you know, the regular thing to do, which is get another job immediately. I couldn't get in the cab. It was so, I, my body was shaking physically and I couldn't, I was all dressed up, all made up, ready to go. And for some reason it was a no in my world. I didn't understand it. I called them and I said, I'm really so sorry. I'm really not sure what's going on. I'm not able to come to the, uh, you know, interview that was just, you know, a routine interview because they had already hired me. I said, uh, I get that there's some kind of change that needs to happen in, in my life and I don't know what it is. And I'm really grateful for you. And I didn't take another job. You know, I even went on unemployment, which, you know, as a middle class, you don't go on unemployment, you know, of course, rich people go on unemployment. <laughs> and people who are lower class go on unemployment. They're smarter. But middle class, you like you feel like you have to work. And, you know, a friend of mine transformed at that time uh, to a, a guy from Ecuador. And I was in New York without working for the first time. And I started traveling with um, my sister-in-law at the time. She's a famous jazz singer. And she said, look, I can't pay you, but I can pay for your trip and take care of it or anything. And since you speak different languages, I spoke French and Spanish at the time and English, you can travel with me to um, Europe and uh, yeah, and do organize my, um, my band, you know? So, because I had done hospitality concierge, so I knew how to, whatever. People, people hear that and they're like, oh, you know how to do whatever. So I started traveling with her. You know how to do everything. That's what a conscious, <laughs> like, you name it, I know how to do it. Yeah. Or I can do, or I can learn it, you know? 
it's so funny when I moved to when I moved to Italy, there was an American guy here, and he said, "Oh, I want to do a film. Would you? Can you be the producer of the film?" I was like, "What? I've never done a film before. I've done theater before, but I haven't done a film before." Oh yeah, but you've done other things. I, anything you don't know, I can show you. So I had a film production company for six years. So funny. But anyway, when I started traveling again, and this is what you were asking me about recognizing the energy, first of all, recognizing the energy when you're not choosing something that everyone says you should choose, right? You should go and do this and you are not getting a yes on it. Follow your knowing, you know, and it can be uncomfortable. People may be in judgment of you. Please do not buy their judgment because you will diminish your eyesight, you'll diminish your perspective, you'll diminish your intuition and and all the things that'll be showing up for you. You won't be looking at them because you're looking down and thinking that you're wrong. Okay. So if something is really your gut feeling says, no, don't do it. Follow that. That's um, it. So, you know, an easy, something that's easy, that works for everyone else, but doesn't necessarily work for you. And so when I started traveling, I got to tell you, I was um, in a hotel room taking a bath. I won't go into particulars, but no. And I was crying in the bathtub and I didn't know why. It was so strange. And they were waiting for me downstairs because I had to translate the interview that Nina Freelon, she's an amazing jazz singer. And I said, I'm so sorry. Again, right? These six months that changed my life. I'm so sorry. I don't know why, but I'm crying in my tub. I think that I'm not happy in my marriage. That's what came up for me. And she said, oh, I could have told you that. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) And so, you know, how it shows up, it might show up by tears. It might show up by your body having an illness or having a discomfort and shaking. There's something that is not definable. And a lot of times when you have some an illness show up and you go to the doctors and nobody has, a, you know, a diagnosis or, you know, for you, then you're like, oh, okay, thank you so much. I know this is actually energetic. Something is knocking on my door. Am I willing to open the door and see it, you know? And so that was six months. I left that career, left my first marriage, which I never thought I would do because my parents came together after being divorced by from other people. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. And a friend of mine, yeah, left, a dear friend of mine left Planet. So, and a year and a half later, I moved to Italy for love. I had been doing the first years of my life with my mind and with my, you know, career and job and all that. And I started following my heart and it has kept me... Um, alive and lively and and exuberantly, you know, creating abundance in my life. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Spot on. The energetic shift that takes place, the uneasiness, right? It is is so palpable. You just can't seem to get away from it. And you need to know how to change. And, And you're at a crossroads where your body, your mind, your soul, everything is telling you one thing. But society is telling you something else or your logical brain is telling you something else. And very often when you do that aspect that your logical brain is telling you or your society is telling you, you then live with that sense of guilt because your your conscience was telling you something else, right? Your, your soul was telling you something else. And, and I see this so often in people. It's like, you know, if only I had done that at that point of time and you're living with that guilt at that stage. So one aspect of understanding this is also knowing when to 
realize what the future steps are going to be? Are you going to be able to live with the decision that you've made, with the guilt that's there? Or, like you said, follow your heart, follow the energies that, that are coming up and be okay with that uncomfortable sense because you know that if you go down this path, it will shift eventually. I think there's a lot of trust that comes in that step. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you never know what would have shown up had you done that thing you feel guilty about not doing, you know? I mean, I remember not taking a private flight with a guy once, you know? And really, maybe I should have done it. It took me so much longer to get back to New York instead of taking that private flight. But perhaps it was my intuition, you know? Maybe on that private flight with the guy, our energies together might have caused a crash right? Didn't cause a crash for him. He got back to the hotel that I was working in at the time. Maybe he could have been sexually abusive to me in in the plane, in the air. Who knows? You know, maybe not. Maybe when we got back to the hotel, his wife would have had me fired because what are you doing bringing home this cute young girl in a private plane? You know, who knows? I'm not saying that, you know, I have to be right about it. But if we spend so much time on guilt on shame, you know, we call those in access, these, they distract our implants, they distract us from actually creating something greater in the future. So if anyone ever has something that they think they should have done, and they didn't do it, you know what, you cannot fail. Okay, you cannot fail. You either win, or you learn something. All right. So if you're willing to recognize, wow, I could have done that. Okay. So what is it? What else is possible now? How does it get any better than this? What can I utilize from this awareness, right? This learning for creation in the future. And I've got to tell you that if you're willing to receive the information from that thing that you didn't do, right? It will make it so much easier in the future for more things to show up for you, A, and B, if you, the, the universe, God, Allah, Buddha, Shiva, whatever, does not have to put it to you again, <laughs> so you learn something, you know what I mean, and bring it back to you. Yeah. And You're dating that, the same uh, kind of person over and over and over. That's an example of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you didn't learn anything. What can you, exactly. Exactly. And what is it that you can recognize that is so attractive about you? with those kind of people, you know, and maybe you might want to go into coaching (laughs) with those kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a fantastic conversation. Thank you for joining us. How can people reach out to you? How can people continue this conversation with you? Well, I'm coming to visit you so they could just come, you know, call you and... (laughs) We'll be having a cup of tea. Um, Guess your home... uh, also, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but also CassThomas.com, K-A-S-S-T-H-O-M-A-S.com. And uh, yeah, that's my information is all on there. And uh, I'm on uh, social media, but if you just cast Thomas, though, you'll find it. And you can look up at the sun. You can look up at the sun. <laughs> and, and that's say, where you're hey, going to find me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sunset. And you know, that. do you see the sunset daily? It's not the same, is it? 
somehow it doesn't feel the same. It's unique and different every day. And that's just like us. If we're willing, we're unique and different every day and enjoyable. Yeah, lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am at Ashton Doc on Twitter and Instagram. We have a brand new habit coaching online course, quizzes, videos, and a lot more on the website awesome180.com. So check it out now.